host, Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 160, and welcome uh, back to my brand new front porch here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. We moved here about three weeks ago, been kind of getting settled in, figuring out what life looks like, and uh, uh, relaunching my nonprofit called Phoenix One. So if you want to check out Phoenix One, you can go phxthenumberone.org. Nice website there, tell you a little bit about what it's all about. But I came came back here to the Valley to relaunch that nonprofit, so been doing that. Move it Moved into our new home, which has been a little bit crazy. And so uh, the last few weeks have been a little nuts for the Gokies, but we are uh, getting established and kind of leaning in and slowing down a little bit. But this week was a hard week for us. Um, We had to put down our beloved uh, schnauzer, uh, (laughs) Baxter. Baxter's 14 years old, uh, awesome dog, and has been so loyal, so faithful over all these years. And so we had to put him down this week, and it was just a really, really tough week for the family. Uh, Honestly, still is a bit tough. Like... He, we were just trying to, we were like thinking about him and all he's been through and what he's kind of supported us through. And, uh, you know, cancer and adoption and moves and, you know, ups and downs and lefts and rights and good times too, you know. And, uh, and so we were just, this week has been a week of grieving, uh, but it's also been a week of celebrating um, his life. And I don't know if you're a dog lover, uh, but if you are, then you'll get this. And if you're not, then welcome. Let me introduce you into the love of an animal. <laughs> but uh, I'm telling you, uh, I God's these are these are God's gifts to us. You know, to they 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 remind us of certain things uh, that we really need. You know, animals like good animals are really loyal and they per, they're protective and. And so this week, you know, I think just our family got to grieve, um, but we also got to celebrate, you know, his life and and so grateful to God for bringing him into our family's life. Hey, uh, for those of you who continue to listen week in and week out, um, thank you so much. Just love that you're a part of this kind of front porch confessional family. And then maybe this is your first podcast. Maybe this is the first one you've ever listened to. Hey, we got a bunch more. Um, But welcome. So glad you're here. And I would encourage you all just go share this with your friends. I mean, it's actually, that's one of the more encouraging things is when I'm meeting with people and they're like, I listened to the, my friend told me about this episode that you did and, and uh, man, it was so good and it's what I needed. So thank you. And, and I, I encounter that fairly often. And so for those of you who continue to do that, thank you so much. It means a lot. And then for those of you who continue to give, uh, really appreciate it. You can go to Patreon, our Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional. And you can give there. And so uh, thankful for all of you who participate in the multitude of different ways that you do that. Thank you so much. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. And so we're, we're going to take the next few podcasts and we're going to start unpacking uh, a few verses here in 2 Corinthians 10 because it's so important. This will be the first verse that we dive into. So check out uh, episode 161. We'll go a little bit deeper in it. For, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. I, I grew up in the Midwest, uh, in Ohio. 
and uh, grew up in Ohio. And in Ohio, obviously, we got lots of snow. And then all my relatives lived in northern Michigan. And it was like snow there's like ridiculous. It's like you can jump. I remember we used to jump off the roof of my grandfather's house into the snow. It was that deep. And so uh, naturally as a child, naturally as there's snow around, uh, we would all do snowball fights. And usually... You know, if I was up in northern Michigan, all the cousins would get together and we kind of create these little boundaries. Or when I was in the Midwest, so all the friends would get together or at school, uh, we would get we would get together and, and you would create teams. Right. And you would start snowball fights. Usually you build like a, you know, something to protect you from the snowballs and then you would make all the different snowballs. And so it would normally be a lot of fun. And then somewhere around, I don't know, three quarters of the way of the war that was going on, some kid you know, some kid would realize that he didn't like these soft, fluffy uh, snowballs and he would go make an ice ball, which is basically like it's a little more wet and then you pack it really and it packs really, really tight. And he'd chuck that thing and without a doubt, somebody get hit in the face with it, blow open their lips or their nose or whatever else. And then it ruined the whole thing. It ruined. Oh, everyone's having fun. Right. And then all of a sudden somebody comes in there and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we're going to make ice balls. And then it created all this chaos. Everybody was angry. The moms are like, why did your kid? You know, it's like this whole thing. Right. And, and, and I, I think about Paul. And once again, Paul is reminding us. Right. He's 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 drawing this line in the sand and he's reminding us that we are a counter community. The Christian community is a counter community. He sets up this scenario where there are sides. Again, like I said, he's like drawing a line. There are those who follow Jesus, the way, and there's the rest. And the rest is what he'll call the world. Those are people who don't have a kingdom ethic. They're not people who have received the grace and the mercy that has been extended to them. They're not living in the power of the Holy Spirit. They're living on their own will, their own power. And so he's trying to divide a line for us and, and essentially go, if you're on this side, the, the side of Jesus, there's a certain way in which you live. If you live in the world, the world's going to create whatever it's going to create. But this side over here, this Jesus side, this is you're going to be different you have to be different this is what we're being invited into and what paul is constantly reminding all of us and reminding this young church that he's a part of is that when jesus came he changed everything i mean he changed everything instead of coming into the world uh and and, and having angels battle with wars and, and and uh no no that's not what he did he didn't come like on a horse like coming in with 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 his angel angel armies like ready to slaughter anybody who's going to get in his ways to establish his kingdom no he came incarnated flesh and blood born as a baby to people no one knew anything about. They, they Honestly, they didn't even matter. In a town that no one cared about. Nazareth? Oh, my gosh. Bethlehem? Come on. You got to be kidding me. No one cares about that. He lived a kind of a normal blue-collar life as a carpenter, taking up the trade of his father. And in his ministry life, he spent more time with the oppressed, sick, and the poor than any other group. You know, he spent time with how would he describe the, these are sheep that didn't have a shepherd, but he did that. That's who he was with. That's who he spent time with. 
He died on a cross that was designated for criminals as the way he chose to wage war. Our king waged war by giving up his life for those who rejected him. The kingdom has come and God's will had been done on earth as it is in heaven in that way. See, that's a different kind of war story. A story where the protagonist, instead of gathering the troops and getting all the, all the weapons and creating the strategy to, to annihilate the other side. No, no, no. Our king, he laid down his life. That's the kind of war he chose to wage. And it's the kind of war that he's inviting us into. But we struggle so deeply with this, don't we? We struggle. We, we want things to be right, and we want them to be the way we think they should be, and we're ready to go toe-to-toe. And if anything over the last year that we have seen is that. It's just complete and utter, and utter war over a multitude of issues. Not that those issues aren't important, but the way in which we fight those issues or wage war against those issues is. Because Jesus says this. Jesus says to love our enemies, not just because it's a nice thing to do, right? But because it means to wage war. This is what it means to wage war in his kingdom. He says, if someone slaps you on the cheek, that we're to offer the other one. Why? Because that's how you wage war in God's kingdom. And we would say that, well, that makes no sense at all. And here's what I'd say. You're right. In a human perspective, in a, in a worldly perspective, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. Just like laying down your weapons, right? Walking silently around Jericho and trusting that God will do what he promised to do when the people worship with a shout. And what happens? The walls come tumbling down. But that's the king's strategy. The king is trying to invite you. Jesus is trying to invite you into this. And here's what he's inviting you into. It's not about you. It's about him. It's about others. It's why he came and he died and he rose again. And he's inviting you into this way of war. Which, by the way, is in complete contrary to what the world is going to say. The world's going to say, no, no, no. If they're an enemy... You go after them. You conquer them. You dominate them. If somebody hits you on the cheek, you go, you go get your, you take that vindictive nature that you have inside of you and you go after it, right? And then not only that, not only you join into that, bring a bunch of the people that are closest to you and wage war. And the saddest thing for me sitting on this side, right, is I'm watching churches and Christians do this to one another. Wage war against one another. And Paul's like, stop it. This is solving nothing. They, they will know Jesus through the way we love one another. But you're, you're acting like the world. You're living like them. You're, 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 you're adapting their strategies and, and just incorporating them as a part of your life because 
somehow it makes you feel better inside. And he's like, stop it. And if we really kind of slow down and think about it, the wars we wage with people tend to be more about us than them. Right? But this is what this means. Like when we put ourselves first, anytime we put ourselves first, we lose. We've already lost because we're coming up against the first and greatest commandment. The summary of the whole law, which says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and treat others as the same. We're coming up against that single command. But that's how you wage war in God's kingdom. That's what it looks like to do is to put God first, to put others first. And the reason why it's so hard for us is we have a misconception of what it means to lose. You know, we are a people in a kingdom that proclaims that the last will be first. But that those of us who are trying to be first are actually last. Right? We, we, we live a part of a kingdom. We're a part of a kingdom where it says when you're weak, you're strong. That paradox for us, our souls have a hard time to, to reconcile that, but the Spirit of God is trying to invite us into that. So often, we're trying to resist this. This is the war strategy of our king. And if we are wanting to live any If we're trying to want to live different from that, we are participating in a different kingdom. We are participating in joining the kingdom of this world. And Paul's like, listen, let me create the dividing line for you. Like Joshua says, choose today whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Because loving God and loving others is the greatest weapon in the war that we're fighting. So the question is this, what weapons are you using to fight the battles that are before you? What weapons are you using kingdom weapons? Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control? Or are you picking up the weapons of our culture? Father God, we need your help. Uh, We are prone to do our own thing. We are prone to to pick up our own weapons, our own worldly weapons, because we don't trust that your way is the best way. So would you guide us and lead us into the way everlasting as we trust in you with our whole hearts, our whole minds, and our whole strength for your glory and your honor. So take a breath, reflect, and pray.